0: You're listening to the Single Rider podcast, a podcast for those of us who did not marry our college program sweethearts. I'm Casey, I'm your host, and yes, I am single. Thank you so much for coming back for episode 3. It's been so fun putting out this podcast, and if you're wondering about the upload schedule, I'm shooting for every other week, you'll get a new episode. This gives me time to put out something that I'm really proud of and kind of spread out my stories so that you know I'm not just going through all of them in like five weeks because then that'll be really boring so without further ado let's get to today's episode we are going to be talking about something that I really regret not doing in college and that's the Disney college program The Disney College Program is an internship where you will work at Walt Disney World or the Disneyland Resort, and you live there for, you know, a semester or a summer, and then you go back home and you finish your degree. So I never did the college program. Um, I think it's one of my biggest regrets. I think I would have really loved it, but I'm talking to someone today who has, and he's got some great stories for me about dating on the college program because I think we've all heard a lot of rumors about the college program and what goes on. So he is going to help me navigate it all. So a little bit about our guest. He is a graphic designer, a two-time college program alum, and he's aspiring to be the next daddy progress. Please help me welcome to the show, Eric Ward. Hi, Eric. Hi. Thank you so much for being on my show.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: And it's very exciting because me and Eric are buddies because of Podcast The Ride. It brings so many people together. I know. It's so good. That's amazing
1: community. Like it's so good. You're like 100% correct calling it like your happy place on the Internet. That's it for me. The only reason I still use Facebook is the podcast, the ride Facebook group.
0: I know. And like I have to use Facebook for work. But so when I'm not working, I'm like on the group because it's the one place that I like don't feel like I need to be worried about who's in there talking because everyone's just so good
1: it's great because like unlike you I don't live anywhere near the parks so like finding people who like are in that same mindset as me like just like completely obsessed with like theme parks and everything like adjacent to them like having a little community online it's like really nice
0: yeah. And I'm proud to be a content creator for everyone that can't be there. I'm like, I'm going to go to the parks today and just take pictures of this animatronic or like go to Pizza Rizzo. And, we live
1: through you vicariously. Yeah, I hope you know I, that. Like,
0: I'm doing my best. My
1: it's a it's a lot to live up to. Like,
0: I know. It's like, oh, this would be funny for the group. And I'll like go do something stupid. But it's entertainment.
1: Yeah, like what's that saying that like it's better to have like loved and lost than to have like never loved at all. Like that's how I feel like having like previously lived near the parks on my CP, being able to go to them every day. And like having that taken away from me now, no longer being a CP. Yeah. It's like that whole kind of thing. It's like there's a part of me missing that I can't like reconnect with when I'm not there.
0: Oh, that's so that's so sad.
1: I know. I'm sorry. I just like started this episode on a completely depressing <laughs> note, and I like apologize for that. Like, yeah.
0: There's always eight hundred thousand, YouTubes and Instagrams and podcasts about the parks, so it's like you can always stay connected.
1: Exactly. You're doing a service for us. This this podcast is doing a service for yeah. me, really. And yeah. And
0: one of my favorite things to talk about is dating at theme parks. Because the thing about dating at Disney World is most people going to Disney World are there on vacation with their families, with their significant others. Um, They're not going on a date there. But for us that live there or, you know, live there for a while, like on the college program, that's where you date. I think it's a really interesting place to have stories. So along with that, um, you were in the college program. You did it that's twice, right? So your life now, are you single?
1: I'm going to say no. Um, I've been seeing a girl now for about three months since like early November. And that's going really great. Nothing like official yet. But yeah, no, we've been going out on a regular basis. It's just lots of fun. Yeah. That's really nice. Right. I feel bad like saying this to you, <laughs> knowing that you are single, but like, yeah. It's a good feeling.
0: I'm I'm happy for you.
1: You know what? I'm happy for you too. I think like we need to like find that happiness and like the little moments of being single and just like not see that as like a be all end all of like my life is over. Like just own it. Like have a good time. I
0: I was in a relationship for ten years. So being sing yeah, being single for two years is like nothing. It's basically making up for lost time from when I was 22 until I was 32. I was in the same relationship. So now I get to do all my other dating. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's so- what
1: like, as someone who is 23 years old, and like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of experiencing what you didn't get to experience at this age. And like, it's a lot of fun, like going out and like, those first few dates are always the most like, Exciting to me, like it's that getting to know each other period that I really like, and like the mystery and intrigue of it all. So I don't know, embrace it. Like that's all. Like that's my advice to you and to anyone out there.
0: Yeah, I know it's such like a high. It's very exciting. How did you meet this girl?
1: Uh, It was actually on Hinge, so one of those dating apps that I'm not sure has been brought up on the podcast yet, and actually one that I'm a really huge fan of. It's actually the only app I was using for a while. For like the whole period between um my last relationship and this one right here. So like about a year.
0: That's crazy. I Cause I deleted it once and then I've downloaded it again um just recently, like to give it
1: another shot. And I, I, I think just, that's the cycle with every dating app though. Like yeah. you gotta delete, you gotta reinstall a few times. Like yeah,
0: but I feel out. like yeah. I feel like Orlando just isn't made for Hinge. Or maybe just the people that I'm interested in in I don't know. It's just, I feel like I I have very few conversations on Hinge. I have a lot more conversations on
1: Bumble. It's definitely more suited for like big, like condensed cities. Like Orlando as a city is like so like spread out and sprawling. It's not as well suited for it because like the whole thing with Hinge is you can only like swipe right on like 10 people a day, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. Like I find it like makes me more selective it makes other people more selective. So like when you do get that match, like it's more rewarding, I find. Like it's more like there's actually something here and not just like swiping for like whatever the fuck. Yeah, about.
0: it's just I haven't met a single person on Hinge. So that one's not for me, but I'm glad it was working for you. Did you use Hinge on your CP or did you use other apps when you were here? I
1: didn't actually. at the, I don't think Hinge was a thing or if it was, it wasn't like big at that time. No, I was using basically just Tinder on my CPS. I've tried like other apps in the past, but like I'd say like Tinder and Hinge are probably the most like successful for me at most conversation, like best, better conversation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was all Tinder on my CPS.
0: Oh, wow. That's kind of how, I mean, that's why there are so many dating apps because they work differently for different people. Let's talk about college program and I never did the college program. I only know like the rumors. And is it true that kids on the college program are like super horny? Like why are why you always hear these rumors about them? Everyone just wants to hook up with
1: everyone. It's very true. Yeah, I there's no like plainer way to say it. Like it's so completely true. I know there's like a Playboy magazine or something like said that it's like the easiest place to get laid in the country or something. I can't attest to that. And like, that makes it sound a lot worse than it is. I don't know if it's quite at that level. But like the way I would describe it is like, it's almost like a second chance at high school, like that whole high school dating experience for people who maybe didn't have a stellar experience in high school, which is probably most people or maybe summer camp is like a closer like comparison, like all these like young people just together in one place, nothing else to do. It's totally attuned to that. And I think a lot of people want to take those like once in a lifetime opportunities just to say that they went on like their dream Disney date. So. Right. That's a big part of it. Because you can just do that like casually. That can be like a first date and it's like chill. Cool.
0: Yeah. Me, myself, I have had, you know, the typical Disney date. You go have a nice dinner and then you go to Magic Kingdom and watch the fireworks. I've done it. Like it and it's a good date. It's just one of those things that you always like, oh, like that was a really nice date.
1: It's something that like. Being here, like away from Disney, it's something that people like not even like Disney fans like dream of it when you're there on a CP, you can do it. So, why not?
0: Another thing with being a cast member is that you have to wear certain costumes, um, depending on your role. So, what would you say is maybe like the most attractive costume, or you know, like if <laughs> it's kind of a weird question, but I will just say for me, um, I find the First Order officers in Rise of the Resistance, that is a good costume. Like, anyone that wears that looks really, really good.
1: It's good, but it's, like, a weird, like, military vibe. I don't know if I, like, jive with that. I'm going to say controversial choice, uh, the uh, dinosaur pants at Chester and Hester's.
0: Oh, wow. You're going there.
1: (laughs) I think so. I think, like, I don't know. I like a girl who's not afraid to, like, herself and just like hey I'm here and like that's what those pants scream to me like yeah if you can own those pants like that says a lot about you like those are not the easiest things to pull off so
0: oh, totally. Like, props to
1: you if you can look good on those so like
0: yeah I love all of the dinosaur stuff at oh, Animal Kingdom absolutely yeah like people that want to get rid of Dinoland USA I'm like how dare you that is oh no
1: fuck that yeah
0: yeah that's a gem like I, I, I love being there
1: I can go off about like my love for Dr. Seeker, like, for days. That's one of my favorite, like, rides, period, like, of any theme park I've been to, just because of that pre-show. Like, Oh,
0: I was. it has the best fabulous. pre-show. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, my game that I have for you, it's called Swiping in the Park, and so what's going to happen is that I am going to tell you a character from the parks, and you are going to swipe right or left on them. Obviously, swiping right means, yes, you would like to... You know, talk to them and, you know, hopefully go on a date with them and left means you're going to pass. So I'm going to I'm going to tell you a couple of ladies from the theme parks and then tell me why you would would or wouldn't swipe on them. So the first one is Miss Piggy.
1: This is a tough one. I can see it going like one of two ways. I mean, as we know, like Miss Piggy is a little like overbearing. She has like a lot of needs. She's high maintenance. Um, but I think what she has going for her is her connections. She's obviously, like, very, like, high plays in the entertainment industry. And yeah. I don't know, just someone like me, like, that's, that's valuable. And, like, not just as, like, a like, oh, my God, I hooked up with a celebrity. But, like, if I can go on a date and potentially, like, elevate myself through that, like, I'm going for it. So I'm going to say swipe right on Miss Piggy.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could be another human on the Muppets. If things go exactly. well. Yeah.
1: Like, how many of those are there? I know. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're swiping right on Miss Piggy. Um. Okay, next up, Teddy Barra from Country Bear Jamboree.
1: I need a ladder. That's the, the problem.
0: <laughs> as soon as you get a ladder, you can be right yeah. up.
1: <laughs> and I'm not great with heights, so... Mm-hmm. That's a concern. So I don't know if there's like any like compromise in there that she would take a break from the swing and just like, chill on solid ground for a bit. And I just have to say no for this one. Just like it scares me a little bit being up there. I feel like the whole time there would be like a moose and like a bison just like, just watching at us. Like yeah, yeah, and just like the click, cracking jokes. Click, yeah, like those loud clicks. Like <laughs> I don't need that. Like that's that doesn't do it for me.
0: This lady, she's a little bit older um but the grandma from carousel of progress she's the flying
1: ace yeah yeah oh that's yeah that's incredible i mean she's like obviously like down for anything that's what that tells me like she will play those virtual reality games with her grandson like no problem and she will just like smoke him i don't know i think i'm gonna take the risk on that one i'm gonna say yes yeah if you said uncle orville on the other hand like that (laughs) might be a bit of a problem
0: yeah and he's like always in the bathroom
1: I, okay, I have one
0: more. Dr. Marsh from Dinosaur.
1: Oh, 100% swipe right. I know she kind of like butts heads with Dr. Seeker and like he's my boy. I would totally date Dr. Marsh just to get closer to Dr. Seeker.
0: Yeah, you you yeah. guys could all be buddies.
1: I don't know if she'd like care. Like, like she doesn't really have much of a sense of humor, which is kind of like a turnoff for me.
0: Maybe she's just really invested in her work. And so... That's she, just wants to, she just wants to keep the, you know, the visitors safe and not let, the, you know, them get destroyed by a meteor. I feel like she's one of those people that once she's like off the clock, she's like getting crazy at like happy hour with her
1: coworkers. Oh, 100%. Like you got to like release that tension somewhere. Yeah. And like, I think it, it's very admirable that she's so invested into her work, but she's got to have the work-life balance. And I'm sure she does. So, yeah swipe right for sure
0: yeah I think we have to stand so on that note I think it's time for story time and Eric you have a couple stories for me from two of your programs so let's hear it I'm just gonna open up the floor
1: to you yeah as I kind of alluded to before like college programs are kind of wild for dating it's really just like a free-for-all and a lot of crazy shit can happen so um I'll start with my first program. So this was like a few weeks in, um, and I was already like fully invested, like using Tinder, swiping on my days off. Like it was just like a casual, like rite of passage. Like once everyone gets down there, I think everyone who's single just like re-downloads Tinder and like gets into the jive. Cause it's really like how you can meet people when you're a CP and all these people are coming and going at different arrival dates. And it's just like the way to go. So, uh, Yeah, so this happened a few weeks into my first CP. I believe it was just like the day after that the group from Brazil had arrived, um, new group of CPs. And um, I was swiping on Tinder, I matched with one of these girls from Brazil, I guess almost instantly, like we just started talking, there was a bit of a language barrier. But like, for the most part, we were able to like get along fine. And like, just like, you know, get to know each other the way that you do on one of these apps. So as it happened like she wouldn't be starting work for another week um i think she had like extra comp tickets left over from her previous program though so she was able to get into the parks and i had a day coming up and um this was 2017 i think may june ish so pandora had just opened and i was like super stoked to go there because I hadn't seen it yet at this point. This was like a brand new land. Our blockout dates just got lifted for DAC. So this was really like my first opportunity. So like why not like make a date out of it? So we get to DAC right in early Saturday morning. I think we went there for opening time, park open. We get there and flight of passage is closed. So we're already off to like a little bit of a misstep. But anyway, yeah, I meet her. I uh she's super friendly in person, like really just like eager to get to know me like I said, there's like a bit of a language barrier. It's a little worse in person. Like it's a little hard to like make conversation. And um, as we make the rest of our day, just kind of touring around the rest of Animal Kingdom, like it kind of gets a little like, you know, those like lulls in conversation that you'll have on a first date, like those just become more and more apparent. Like the day is just like clearly slowing down. There was one part that we got stuck in like a 90 minute wait for Kilimanjaro safaris. And that was super painful. Oh, no. Um, If you've waited for a long time in that queue, it's like not a great place to wait because there's like nothing. It's just like a forest. So
0: yeah, it seems never ending.
1: When you first enter the queue, there's like a little hut that like looks like you're about to get to the boarding area. But like, that's just the beginning. There's like this whole winding path behind there. It's a pain. So uh, we get on the safaris. And at that point, like we can tell we're both kind of tired. And like, we need a change of pace. We need to like, switch things up a little bit. So we get on the bus to Epcot. And first thing you do when you get to Epcot, I think for a lot of people is you had Spaceship Earth. It's like right there in the middle. And it also happens to be like one of my favorite rides because I'm into like that weird, like corny Epcot shit. Anyway, so yeah, we get on there again, wait in the queue. We still don't really know each other at this point. So we're still just like really forcing the conversation along. Just really awkward at this point. Sit down in our little time machine vehicle and it leaves the station and... Yeah, as soon as we like descend, or like rather ascend on that first like lift into darkness, like she is just on top of me. Like she just like (gasps) goes for it, like (laughs) zero to 100, like real fucking quick. And like, wow, uh, I didn't know that would be coming. Like there was no indication of it prior. Like she was friendly, but not that friendly. So Yeah. um, yeah, and there's a part of me like just being like a 20 year old dude being like, oh shit, this is sweet. But the other part of me is like, we're on a ride. Like there's another like row of guests like directly behind us in the same vehicle. Like, yeah, no thanks. There was a point where I had to tell her like, hey, maybe this isn't like a great idea. And she was just like, (laughs) oh, okay. I most vividly remember like the descent back the touchscreen thing uh-huh yeah like we didn't touch that touchscreen at all because she was too busy touching me but yeah like that just seemed to be like a normal thing for her because like we continued touring around the parks uh, we went around world showcase and all that and by the time we got back around it was around like 8 30 ish like park was about to close at 9 and I was like hey do you want to like get a spot for illuminations because hey, it's about to come on. And she's like, no, I think I want to ride Spaceship Earth again. And I'm like, OK. And I think it was during that ride that I was just like, hey, you know, like, my roommate is at work right now. Like, my apartment is empty. Just go there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is an ideal. And for the record, we ended up going back to my place. But after that, like, I don't think I heard from her again. Like, it was just oh. like a really weird, isolated encounter that just kind of haunts me to this day. Because like, <laughs> Spaceship Earth is still one of my favorite rides. All of my friends, like, especially my friends from Disney, know that story. Yeah. And like, whenever I like allude to Spaceship Earth in any like innocent way that doesn't pertain to that story, like they always give me that like knowing wink. And it's just like, oh my God, like get mm-hmm. over it.
0: Well, and I've heard, okay, someone once told me that besides the camera that takes your photo, and this it may not be true, they've said that that was the only camera in there that there weren't cameras in the rest of spaceship earth which doesn't make sense because like i was talking to someone and i think we were talking about like you can't like hook up on rides because there's literally cameras everywhere and he was trying to tell me that
1: there were not cameras on spaceship earth there's a book that i read it's like an old like hardbound book but it's all about like different like stories from disneyland most of them are probably just like bullshit like a lot of those like disneyland rumors get get thrown around but I remember there was, like, a whole chapter about, like, guests hooking up on rides and, like, how common that is. Like, things like Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, are really really big targets for that. Any
0: slow-moving dark ride is perfect for that.
1: I mean, I'll argue perfect. Like, I was kind of flipping out. I'm (laughs) Not a proud moment in my life. Um, (laughs) Just want to emphasize that. Yeah, they made it very clear that, like, anyone who tries that is, like, getting kicked out of the park real quick. So, I don't know.
0: My biggest fear would be... I mean, I would be scared to be kicked out, but I would be more embarrassed if someone was like, that's that stupid girl from Instagram. Like, someone was like... Oh, yeah. You have a
1: problem that I don't have. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Hooking up on Spaceship Earth. I mean, you you weren't the first, and you will not be the last.
1: When we, like, said goodbye at the end of the night, um, like, at housing... She uh, made a point to say, like, hey, like, text me, like, like, as if she wanted this to, like, continue. But and I did text her, but like, nothing came of it. So it's a mystery. That's another
0: thing. Living in college program housing, yes. you live with a million people. Yeah. Like you, the you share. OK, so from what I know, you share at least a room with one person, if not three other people, correct?
1: I've ne- never seen a room with like four people in it, which I guess is what you're describing. The most I've seen is three to a room, which was okay. quite common. Um, but yeah, no one's like sleeping like alone to their own room. It's not common. Yeah. So how, sharing... do you,
0: so how do you figure out hooking up? If you're all in college program housing, do you just have to really like know your roommate's schedules
1: There's, like, some, like, communication with your roommates. If you're lucky, like, unfortunately, like, I never got to pick my roommates on either program just out of pure chance. My first program, I was actually one of the only four or three or four guys that had my arrival date. As I said before, like, the demographics are super skewed. So those other three guys who, like, arrived with me, like, they were my roommates. Like, I didn't have a choice in that. My second uh, program, they just, like, didn't let us pick roommates, so... It was honestly random chance. I happened to, like, be not, like, close with my roommates in both programs, but, like, enough that, like, I could, like, text them and say, like, hey, I think I'm going to have someone over tonight. Like, is that cool? Like, what is your schedule tonight? Like, just kind of, like, talk about it casually, but yeah, that's the best bet you have. It is funny, though. My um, My roommate on my first program, he was, like, this super shy, like, little Catholic boy who, like, I don't really think he understood, like, what I was saying sometimes Um, (laughs) like when the story like got around to him and um, like our whole like group of friends he like took me aside later and um, he was like oh how did you meet this girl and I was like oh on tinder and he's like "Ooh, that seems like an interesting application like (laughs) what is that for I'm like do you like meet people to date or like I guess if you want to you can also like hook up and he was like oh what do you mean like hooking up like asking them to be your girlfriend and I'm like no
0: that's some of the boys that you'll find on the college program (laughs) they're just nice and innocent
1: I guess that's a great thing like if that's what you're into like it's definitely there in droves on the college program if if you are like the most awkward person which I may as well be you still have a very good chance of getting a date on the Disney college program like it's just the way it is
0: so do you want to tell me about someone else that you've met on the college program?
1: Yeah, so uh, we'll fast forward to my second program. Uh, This was, again, about like halfway into my program. First month or so, I was kind of like crushing really hard on like this girl who was like in our group of friends and just kind of like pursuing it very awkwardly, um, like not really knowing how to go about it at all. um, Because like I said, like I'm just a very like awkward person. I'm not great at this. Um, so that kind of like fizzled out and like um, i heard from like a friend of a friend that like she wasn't into me so i was like okay cool i'm like just gonna lay off that and you know explore what else is out there so yeah i went back on tinder and i matched with this girl who actually um i think her first message to me was saying that like she had passed by me and the utilitors like a week before and she was like hey she- he's cute like i don't know if she said anything like in person then and i just like didn't hear her but like that was cute, like, of her to, like, point that out to me. I don't know if she just, like, made up that story. But if it is true, props. So I have, like, a shift, like, the next morning around noonish, But But um, since I was working at Magic Kingdom, like, I was like, hey, we can just, like, go to the park in the morning, like, for park open. And then just, like, hang out until I have to, like, go to work. So we do that. And it was actually, like, a really, like, cute, like almost like perfect circumstances date where like I remember we wanted to go on Space Mountain but like the wait was so long that like I wouldn't be able to do that and then like get to work on time so I like compromised and I was like hey let's do like Winnie the Pooh instead because like on the way there she mentioned that that was like one of her favorite rides so while we were waiting for Winnie the Pooh um it went 101 it broke down and they just like gave everyone in line a comp fast pass so we just went over to Space Mountain and we got to ride it so just like really like happy accidents like that, like, all morning long. We had a really cute moment in Monsters and Floor after that where, like, we started, like, holding hands, and it was just, like, really cute because, like, that's a cute show and just, like, good environment, like, wholesome Mm -hmm. shit like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say on a whole, like, as a first date, especially for, like, just, like, a couple hours in the park before I had to, like, get out of there, it went really well. I text her on my lunch break and we make plans to meet up that night at housing. So we do. And we end up hooking up, which kind of a bad move in hindsight, just because I don't think either of us really knew what we were getting into. And the reason that I say that is, um, we continue like hanging out, like on the days to come, mostly like after work, I just like go over to her place and we either just like hang out or hook up or whatever. Um, usually on the couch and like at risk of being walked in on by her ver- again very like wholesome mormon roommate i think it was like 2 days after we initially like met that um she tells me that she was talking to a coworker um, and they had asked if like she was seeing anyone if she had a boyfriend and she told me that she had told them yes um and essentially used that as a way to ask me to be her boyfriend Two days after meeting her.
0: Oh, and like, what do you, what do you say to that?
1: I think Disney puts you in that mindset where you're like, hey, this is my opportunity to like, say I dated someone while I was at Disney. So, you know what, let's do it. So that's essentially like what I fell into. And I think it was like both of us got caught up in the moment. So we are like Facebook official, like two days after I Uh met her. I know next to nothing about her, but like she's already like making plans for like how we're going to do long distance because like she lives in upstate New York and like I grew up in Ottawa, which is like three hours away from where she lived. So we're like, oh, this is feasible is like the reasoning that she makes and yeah so it just escalates really quickly I think like a a couple days after that she tells me that her family is coming to visit her and that she wants them to like meet me so this would be like two weeks into us dating that I would be like meeting her mom and being like hey I'm your daughter's new boyfriend um yeah I think she actually like told me that she like had to fill in details for her parents because she didn't know a lot about me like I remember she specifically told me that she told her dad that I was a big like hockey fan that I was a hockey player that I am not. I guess just because <laughs> I'm Canadian like she made that like
0: everyone in Canada plays hockey. It's fine.
1: Yeah, so things like that just kind of like fill in the gaps and just like see where we go. One or two weeks into a dating right before her family's about to visit, she like confides in me and she's like, "Hey, I think I'm going to self-term. I'm going to quit my job here." At Disney, I don't think it's really working out for me. Okay, it's not for everyone. Um, But what she tells me is that she wants to, like, continue our relationship long distance. And, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I met you two weeks ago. Like, before, like, two weeks ago, we were complete strangers. I wouldn't have yeah. been able to pick out you in, like, any of the crowds at the park. I still know, like, next to nothing about you.
0: I feel like it would be really hard to commit to someone that you don't know that well because it's it's putting a lot of pressure on both of you to keep something up that's not there yet you know like it's-
1: exactly that's a great way of putting it I had to like step back I like initially told her like yeah that's okay which again huge mistake on my part and I feel terrible for that um but like I went and talked to my friends and they were like yeah no that's not really like a reasonable thing to ask of anyone So, yeah, I end up just, like, calling things off there. And I think the worst part about it was that um, what she had told me initially was that she was planning to self-term, like, a week out from that day. She was planning to spend, like, another week there, like, finish off the schedule that she had left. She ended up, like, self-terming, like, the next day after I broke up with her. So, yeah, that still kind of haunts me after this. Um,
0: Yeah, well, and I think also just being very young is another thing. I mean, because... It's probably like her first time away from home, you know, for a long time. Or I guess, I don't know, I guess if you, depending on where you go to college and things like that, but
1: I think she was going to college in her hometown. So, yeah. So,
0: you know, you find someone that you kind of like. So it's like, oh, well, I like this. So let's just keep doing this. But yeah, it's not, it's not reasonable to ask someone that you've just met to commit to like actually being something like, it's definitely something to be like, oh, well, let's you know, let's keep in touch and let's keep talking. But, you know, I'm going to be here in Florida.
1: And I think a lot of this ties into like my next story. But um, again, like I can't fully like say that she did anything wrong because I think it was all like circumstantial and like you're in that moment. And like I totally would have done the same and kind of did do the same um, to someone else. So it's just like a difficult situation where like, I think I did mess up to some extent and I definitely mm-hmm. hurt her and I feel terrible for that. And yeah. I can't like just pretend that didn't happen. It wouldn't have worked. And I think that's the one takeaway that like kind of yeah. makes me feel a little better about it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, really, if anything, like not to like go back to my first episode where I'm talking about Mr. Toad and I'm kind of that girl. Cause I'm kind of like, you know, well, it sucks that you live in another state, but I mean, like, you'll be back here soon and we can hang out then. And then to literally have someone just right next to you be like, well, no, that would just never work. And so like, it's just not gonna be a thing. So it's like, I would rather someone be like, yeah, maybe to my face and then be like, hey, the more I thought about it, you know, it's just not gonna work. That's, that's a softer blow than literally just saying something to someone's face as you're, next to each other
1: first delivering it to them yeah yeah
0: no I mean laying in bed next to each other it's like oh okay cool so you never want to talk to me again but you're still here and you're still bringing me food and snacks and yeah yeah yeah
1: it shouldn't be hard to not be a terrible person but yeah we're all trying our best out here
0: yeah and it's all about communication as long as you're communicating with someone and you know not leading them on too long then it's fine Because we all do it in the end,
1: and I think that's a good segue into our next story. Great, which is my last story, but also like probably the most like gut wrenching for me. So this was also on my second program, right toward the end of it. This was all like over the course of the last like month, month and a half that uh, I matched with a coworker on Tinder someone who I didn't really know. She had arrived like maybe like a month after I started there. We basically started messaging each other on Tinder. Nothing like suggestive, nothing like even suggesting that we would go on a date together. It was all pretty like friendly conversation. And I think for that reason, like we were both like very confused as to like what this was and like whether either of us had any interest in each other. Combination of like us being coworkers, the combination of us kind of knowing each other. It's like that weird like thing where like, You'll match with a friend on Tinder just because, like, it's funny.
0: It's so confusing because you're like, where is this going? Someone has to pull the trigger and
1: ask. And I think, like, even worse, so like, it was, like, two or three weeks that we were talking on Tinder, which, like, I don't think anyone in the history of ever has ever <laughs> used Tinder to communicate for that long. Like,
0: yeah, Tinder you... for me
1: is usually, like, you talk for a day, maybe.
0: And then you exchange oh. numbers.
1: Yeah. because I don't know why in... I didn't...
0: Ugh. It's so it annoying. Sucks.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. For some reason, I was like a complete like dickweed and didn't ask for her number sooner. But well, the first thing that happened is just on like hanging out with other friends, we went to the hoop De doo Review, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, oh, it's
0: the, the, it's the best.
1: It's the best. I think one of the most particular reasons why it's so fantastic is that when you pay for the hoop De doo Review, you also get unlimited beer, wine, and sangria, with your meal yeah
0: um,
1: so yeah I was pretty loaded by the end of the show off of two sangrias so um, <laughs> I'm a small person and I think that was what got me like the courage to like text her and I was just like hey what are you doing tonight and like the complete like fuck boy way I was like hey I'll like come over we can hang out not like intending anything, but just like, hey, let's like actually like hang out because we've been talking on Tinder for three weeks. Like even if it's just as friends, like let's actually like meet face to face and have more interactions than we do at work. I don't think that went great just because like she could tell I was very drunk and it definitely was not a good look on me um, to be like coming over at like 11pm drunk. But yeah, nothing happened there. So we keep talking and I ask her again, I'm like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, oh, I'm going on a date with this boy. Oh, well, fuck. Like, I think it was like the night that I was going to like legit ask her out, ask her out. And like, she was already on a date that night. So it was just like, oh, fuck. Okay, I guess like she doesn't want anything. The next day, I'm just like kind of in this weird limbo where I'm like, I still really want to ask her. But like, I know it's probably not the best thing. The next day, I'm just like, fuck it. You know what, I'm gonna do it. So I just asked her out like over like text, and she says yes. So sweet, I'm in. Like I was just like thrilled. I didn't care about like the other guy. I was just like, okay, this works. Um, yeah, we make plans. We go on a date. Uh, we went to uh, Ample Hills at the boardwalk, uh, which super cute. Um,
0: oh, like, it's it's so good. I've been going there. I've been going there a lot lately, and they're opening one at Disney Springs. Yeah, it's going to be right next to the AMC. Yeah, I'm very excited
1: for it. That's fantastic. Except for um, when you order a cone, as we both did, or I think I did on that date, and it kind of just, like, explodes everywhere. Oh, no. Needless to say, it was, like, a very awkward date from the get-go. It was, like, weirdly, like, drawn out because, like, we both had to, like, go to work at the same time that night. So you're like, oh, let's just, like, hang out until we have to go to work and we can just go to work together like from um, wherever we end up. Um, So we kind of got like shoehorned into like hanging out for like six or eight hours or something like that, which is very long for a first date.
0: That's a very Um, long first date.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there was a lot of like filling the space. I mean, I was also like, I'm not good at flirting either. Like I think she like spilled her ice cream everywhere and I was like, OMG, you're so dumb. And like, she didn't take that well. So no, like again, like I fucked up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just not a great date overall. I kind of just walk away from it. Like I don't think we even like kiss or anything at the end. Um, we go about, we go to work that night as if nothing happened, and we just go on our business. Um, I think a week later, I actually I ended up asking her out. Like again, and I was like, you know what, that went terrible, but like I want to give myself a second chance. Second date was Hollywood Studios. We went to um, Toy Story Land, which was new at the time. First time for both of us, um, so very cute. Uh, I remember that date ended with, um, I tried to like lean in for a kiss and her exact words were that she was too sweaty. And that's a, yeah.
0: that is a problem about dating at Disney um, is in the summer or really anytime, most of the year, you were just gross. Like you were just going to always be damp. You can really only go on dates at night because you won't be as sweaty. But yeah, if you're going to kiss someone, you're probably both going to be sweaty.
1: Yeah. And I could tell that wasn't like she wasn't making an excuse or anything. Like she was legitimately too sweaty. But again, nevertheless, it left me in like this really awkward place where I was like, okay, that was weird. I don't really know what her intentions are from there because we didn't kiss. So I was like, oh, just maybe she was trying to find a way out or maybe she was legitimately too sweaty. But yeah, we end up still talking. So that's a very good sign. And we actually end up hanging out the next day. I think it was the very next day because um, at the time we were both working in outdoor vending and they were doing like those after hours events where um, the park is open till 2 a.m. But for outdoor vending, that means that like we're there until like 6 a.m. We're getting home. Um, Oh, my God. So quite brutal. So like, yeah, I remember the next day I like asked if she wanted to hang out and she was like, I can't leave my bed. Like, I'm exhausted so i just come over and hang out with her and then we hook up and sweet okay now i know like what her intentions are i feel good about this like we're actually going to continue dating like awesome um so we do and it goes really well like i think we both end up just like falling for each other like super fast i remember we um arranged to have our last like shift for us to be like working together side by side Oh, my gosh. (laughs) um, One of the positions in outdoor vending is, um, yeah, I forgot to mention through all this, this all happened in like the last month of my program. And because I'm Canadian, I can only stay for three months. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like she was American, she got to stay, um, she was going to stay until January. So whatever happened, like it was like, this is it, like, this is my last shift. Um, We arranged to like work in the same position, same time and everything. So that was just like a really cute moment. We were also like working on, we were doing like a glow shift, which is like the people who come out for the fireworks and like sell like glowing things. Some of them have like the bubble wand. some of them have like spinny like toys. Um, We sold like cotton candy that had like glow sticks inside. So basically we got to spend our last shift just like watching the fireworks together, which like we had never done up to that point. So just really cute moment again. That's cute. And I ended up like going to her place after the shift. And like, we just spend that whole night together, basically just like crying over each other because it's (laughs) like, this is our last night together. Like, what the fuck? I was staying with her until like 4am. I think I stayed there. Then I had to go to my apartment, which was at a different housing complex. I had to move everything out, like completely clean my apartment. And then from there, I had to go to the hotel that my dad was staying at because I was supposed to let him into the park the next morning. Using my comp tickets, and that was also the next day. I had planned to do like four parks one day with all of my like closer friends, like the Canadian friends from that program. So basically, I got no sleep that night, and I had to do four parks one day right after. And I just remember oh like sitting on the CP bus going from um, my apartment, Vista Way, at to the hotel my dad was at, and I remember like visibly like crying when the sun started coming up just thinking like oh fuck like I have to I'm supposed to be up like waking up now to let my dad into the park like I'm not going to sleep tonight like that's it and I was already exhausted from working three months at Disney uh so yeah it was rough um but we do four parks one day I make it through I actually end up staying very late because I wanted to again say but goodbye to this girl one last time because she was working that night at Magic Kingdom. And again, just like a perfect moment where um, because I was back there like hanging out with her while she was like closing her popcorn cart, I ended up being like the very last, like the singular last guest to leave Magic Kingdom there on the last day of my CP.
0: Oh yeah. So that
1: felt really like cute. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I just like everything about it felt very perfect. So yeah, needless to say, like, leaving disney that time was like super devastating we were both like a wreck me and her Um, even though we like couldn't see each other at that time we just knew we continued to talk so much after i left we were calling like every day for like up to four hours but we had never like arranged that we were going to be like long distance or anything like we were just like continued talking eventually like i do ask like i ask her i'm like hey did you ever think about like maybe like continuing this long distance i know you have like four or five months left in your program but like I really miss you and I'm just like a sappy guy initially she says no and I'm like very heartbroken about that what happens um quite terrible I uh on my part is uh we have like a meetup reunion thing with like some friends again like all my Canadian friends from the program and we all just like hang out in Toronto for a few days and um one night like we all get really drunk and I end up like hooking up with one of my friends there Even though I wasn't dating this girl at the time, the girl from Disney, like I still felt very terrible about it. And I was like, you know what? I should probably tell her this was not good. Again, like she kind of just gives the response that like she was upset, but like she knew that like we weren't dating. So like she couldn't really say anything, but I could tell that it was upsetting for her.
0: So why did you tell her?
1: I think I just felt really guilty and terrible about it. Oh, okay. I remember the whole day after I just was like, in tears basically like oh (laughs) "Oh my god I'm such a fuck up like oh my god why did I do this to myself but eventually I think following that I guess her feelings kind of get to her so she does end up agreeing to do long distance for about like two months after that and again it's the same thing like we're calling every day we're um like on the phone for like four hours a day texting constantly like it's as if nothing has changed as if I'm still down there essentially I was like living vicariously through her At one point i um like i made plans i booked a flight and hotel and even like a meal package for us to for me to visit her at the uh, beginning of december and we were all like super stoked about it until like i think it was end of october that like just all of a sudden she just kind of like goes cold and just like kind of like stops talking to me this was only for like a couple days and then i'm like hey like can i call you like just like i want to make sure that you're okay or whatever And she basically just says that, like, hey, I'm not, like, really ready for a relationship. And it kind of, just, like, hits me really hard because, like, this, this was, like, the first, like, big breakup for me that, like, really, like, had that gravity that I was, like, really, like, had fallen for someone. I know I couldn't, like, ask her to, like, justify it because, like, that's not something that you should really, like, ask of someone. But like just because it was so sudden and because there was no like concrete like reason for it as far as like I knew of it hurt like a ton of bricks also just having like that trip plan that I, we were both like looking forward to to see each other again I remember I couldn't get a refund on the plane tickets and for the hotel or the it was either the hotel or the meal that I had booked um, for some reason I couldn't cancel it online I had to like call and talk to a cast member and the cast member was like oh, why are you canceling today? And it was just like, it didn't work out. Like, I just didn't know what to say in that situation. I was just a mess for like months following that. It was kind of just like falling hard really initially and then just like falling apart toward the end. So it's absolutely like what we talked about with the last story that it's just like you get this idea that like, Things are going to work out. You're in the moment. Um, You're super excited about like, hey, long distance might actually work out. Like, why not go for it? Again, it's just not really realistic and you can't really like expect those things to pan out. I was just like so blinded that like I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, that's really hard.
1: That's a lot less fun of a story. I think it encapsulates a lot of like the CP experience of getting super stoked and like meeting someone there. I think a lot of people fall in the same trap where like they try doing long distance and it for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. It's hard.
0: Because I do know a lot of people that meet their partner on the college program and they work it out. I know a lot of people that have done it and are still married or they dated for a really long time. And so I feel like the college program reminds me of I went to a private college for a year and it was like a a very conservative private Christian college and everyone there is like looking for their husband because their parents met there, maybe their grandparents met there. So their idea is that, oh yes, I will go to college, I find my husband, I find my bridesmaids and then I'm set for the rest of my life. So I feel like some people may come to the college program thinking like, okay, this is where I find my Disney guy, and we're going to have our amazing Disney life together, and then we're going to move to Orlando and live there forever.
1: It's so like easy to romanticize like being in that kind of place and just like the whole story of it. Like it's the kind of story you would want to tell your grandkids, so you just kind of like make it in your mind that something like that can happen and that you will have grandchildren together.
0: It's very hard in the Disney bubble everything has pixie dust on everything's like oh this will be amazing this is you know wonderful yeah yeah it's it's a trap (laughs) but it's you know it's it's fun while it lasts
1: it's a trap that like I set for myself and completely walked into
0: well Eric this has been so fun I feel like I've been on the college program now
1: (laughs) yeah I kind of just took you through absolutely everything oh my god
0: Yeah. And maybe I didn't miss anything because I don't think my little like emo heart would be able to handle all of that. So um, Eric, where can people find you?
1: So you can find me on Twitter. It's at eric.ward. That's dot spelled like D-O-T spelled out. Um, Yeah, not really too much going on there right now. Mostly like design inspiration and like dumb jokes, but I have some stuff planned for the year. I'm hoping to start selling some of my designs online. So I'd encourage you all to stay tuned for that and follow me for that. And yeah, Parks content as well all over there. So yeah, that's eric.ward on Twitter. And
0: you can find the Single Writer Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show. It helps people find it. Um, And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Single Writer Podcast or on Twitter at Single Writer Pod. If you have a great story, I would love to hear it. So please email me at singlewriterpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail dot com. I may just read it on the show. So Eric, every episode ends with a cheesy pickup line, so the park's closing, but you can come back to my place for a few extra magic hours.
1: <laughs> that one's rough. that one that one rings true for. Some of my stories.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even plan that.
1: Just <laughs> happens.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on, and thank you so much to everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.